Welcome to the Executive Function Podcast, where we make the invisible keys to success easy for you to teach your child. We'll go beyond theory to proven action, helping you create peace and independence at home and at school with your host, educational author, award-winning teacher, and celebrated learning coach, Sarah Kesti. Today on our show, we have Mel, who is the mom of a wonderful client of mine and just a super success story. And we're going to call him Zach on this show. And Mel's here to share a little bit of parent perspective and a whole bunch of inspiration because the journey that she's watched her son go through and just kind of as a parent has been really neat. And I think you're going to learn a lot. So Mel, thank you so much for being here. Well, thank you for having me, Sarah. I'm really happy to be here. This is exciting. And hopefully other parents or other individuals might be able to get something from this. So, but thank you for having me. Yeah. Yeah. And that's always the goal, right? I mean, that's why the podcast is free and up on a bunch of platforms because we're just trying to help people sort of unlock their thinking around this idea of executive function and ADHD and all that kind of stuff. Right. Yeah. So Mel, when we met, gosh, that was probably in the fall. So about Mm -hmm. an academic year ago, you had some concerns and your son was in a pretty different place. Do you want to share with parents kind of what drew you to coaching and what your primary concerns were at the time? Yeah, sure. In 2021, I think it was last summer, the end of summer in August, there was this summit, this ADHD summit that I had received in an email and I signed up for it. It was free. And that is where I learned about executive functioning, this field of executive functioning, coaching. I had not known about it previously at all. But what prompted me to even go and join the summit was my son You know, his junior year in high school, he had a lot of difficulty with organization, balancing friends with schoolwork and tests. And unfortunately, his grades were the lowest they had ever been. And even though I was following up with him and meeting with him every other day just to see how things were going, he assured me that everything was fine. But in reality, things were just kind of collapsing. His school grades just had really suffered and he was spending more time with friends. And later on, when we talked about it and he didn't know what the reason was, it wasn't something he was even aware of until we really sat down and he said, I think I'm spending too much time with friends and I don't really care about my schoolwork anymore because what had happened prior to that was that he you know, started a new school in high school and he didn't know many people. And so his junior year, he just started becoming more popular and having more friends. And that was very exciting and new for him. And so school just kind of took a uh, backseat. And then senior year, he thought he would do better, but he had the same thing. He just couldn't balance his new social life, the excitement of that, and all of his classes that he unfortunately his grades just didn't pick up his senior year. Then his freshman year, he went to a community college. He started there in the fall of uh, 2020. And he started to care more, but I noticed that he was struggling with time management. And, you know, I didn't know how to help him. I didn't know beyond 
reminding him and asking him to do his homework and so forth. But I could just see a lack of motivation. He just seemed very blah about things and was more interested in like YouTube videos. He just seems really hyper-focused on YouTube videos and TikTok and video games as well. So I hired a psychologist to work with him, a Mm -hmm. PhD, and he worked with my son for a good year. However, my son was sharing that he was doing well, he was doing his homework, but yet he really wasn't. And it just didn't seem to help him in any way. I think he wasn't even connected. He didn't have that awareness of what was happening and why he couldn't get motivated and why he couldn't initiate tasks. And then when I did the summit in August 2021, I learned about executive functioning. I found your name, Sarah. And that's when I was able to get your contact information. And then I thought, okay, let's see how this goes. I don't know much about it, but this sounds like it's something that could help him. And then when we tried it last fall, I noticed, I would say after a couple months, not only did I notice, but my son's younger brother and my husband, we all noticed that he was spending more time in his room. He would say, I've got to go study now. And there were times where I was skeptical. I wasn't sure, but I would check in and he would be right there at his desk with paper in front of him. So it was a big change from before. And like when we went out to go out somewhere, he would say, I need to go back and I need to do my work. And so we would go home and all of a sudden we saw him in his room more often studying and his grades, there was a shift. Definitely we had seen a shift happen with our son. Yeah. And I remember, and it's, it's really valid what you're saying in terms of like, you didn't know if it would work because coaching's fairly new Mm -hmm. and, you know, here we are connecting via the internet and you're like, I don't know. I remember you telling me he's not real open about ADHD and I don't know if he's going to engage with you, but let's give it a try. Mm-hmm. And so, and that's, it's so true, right? Like we mm-hmm. don't know until we try. And also there, it was really powerful how much he opened up and learned about his brain. Do you want to mm-hmm. talk a little bit about sort of like, it wasn't a primary focus in terms of our initial goals together, right? Like our initial mm-hmm. goals together were actually safety, like mm-hmm. having him oh, yes. be, remember? Having him be like a more attentive driver and remember his license and things that just kind of come along with lagging Mm -hmm. executive function for young adults. And so Mm -hmm. that was our primary. And we were getting him to use strategies for memory Mm -hmm. and queuing systems and all kinds of good stuff. And that was working. But then we connected just as part of coaching in the parent time. And you're like, oh my gosh, like he's kind of okay in his own skin now. Like he's embracing Mm -hmm. this, like tell parents about that piece of it. Yeah. Well, initially when my son started driving, when he was a junior in high school, what had happened was we had received two tickets in just one month that had come in the mail. And, you know, the photo showed him in his car, just in the middle of an intersection with red light and just his face with a, just, no expression, like he didn't even know. And it happened another time. And then a month after that, he had backed up into a wall. So this had just happened like within a month 
uh, a little over a month. And so I was really very concerned about his safety, his driving, his attention, his awareness. And, you know, just that sustained focus was a big concern for me. And I could see he was struggling with that. He would dismiss it and say, well, it's because of this, or I didn't see that, or I, I'm pretty sure that didn't happen. And I don't know how I got those tickets. I don't know how I hit that wall. So that's when I thought, okay, what's missing here, it seems like, is that he just doesn't even have that awareness. Because a lot of times his answer would be, I don't know. And he wouldn't even give it more thought to even try to think about it. He would just say, I don't know. Or I think it's this, you know, and just come up with something. And so that was really concerning because there wasn't even that opportunity to even think about it and say, okay, because if you don't have that awareness, then how do you make some changes and how do you build those strategies towards a goal to maintain your safety? So that was my biggest concern. And that is when I said, something has to happen here. I mean, we've got just different areas in his life that are just in need of so much work and improvement. And definitely the safety was the number one thing that was our concern for him. Yeah. And I think really, you know, like you and I were sort of tiptoeing in like, okay, we'll try the self-acceptance and like kind of the ADHD, almost empowerment Uh and and self-awareness, but also we're just going to like give him some strategies to test run. So we were kind of doing both at the same time, like addressing the safety and then just Mm -hmm. testing out his readiness. And he, he, grabbed onto it, Mel. I mean, it was just Mm -hmm. like, oh, oh, that explains what happens in my brain. And it was really cool to watch because, you know, we're on video. I can, I can watch his face and it was Uh almost like this release and this depersonalization where it wasn't like your son, the human Mm -hmm. making these mistakes or, or being a bad person or a character flaw. It was like, oh, okay, Mm -hmm. this is what my brain needs. And this is what my brain does. And I have a brain that has these sort of patterns. And it was almost like getting enough distance from it so that he could Mm -hmm. work on it and not have it be so painful and shameful. Right. Yeah. Even while he was working with a psychologist. So he had seen a psychologist, he was evaluated and he was diagnosed with ADHD, anxiety and a rule out. They were not able to confirm autism, but they were not sure either if if he had it or not, but definitely ADHD and anxiety. And so this whole time, so his father is skeptical about these diagnoses, Mm -hmm. even though he was having these issues and these challenges. So it was like, I had to work on this on my own and find the provider and get him tested and look at reviews and so on and so forth. And It was difficult because he was also skeptical too, because his dad was skeptical and he didn't know much about ADHD, except he thought it was like hyperactivity and you can't pay attention. Mm -hmm. But that other piece of executive functioning and well, maybe this is why I'm, I'm losing my wallet all the time or I'm losing my keys or I'm getting two tickets in one month and then an accident in the you know, the first of the next month, I, I think that once he sat down with you and you guys went over the evaluation, what I noticed was that he had that evaluation on his desk instead of inside where he always keeps it inside the drawer. I don't think he had ever looked at it before until you both went over it. And I noticed also more acceptance of it. 
as he worked with you and he learned more about it? Like the physical part, you know, he's very logical and he wants to know, like, you know, he's more into like biology and that's his interest. So he wanted to know what part of the brain is this impacting? What's going on here? What are the chemicals doing? What's not working? What's not firing properly? And I think once you went over that with him visually and also verbally, I started to notice that evaluation. It was pretty thick was out mm-hmm. on his desk. So it looked like he was reviewing it more. And I asked him, if you have any questions, let me know. But he also disclosed to me, not long after he started working with you, learning more about himself and about what he had about ADHD, he informed me that he informed his best friend about it. And he shared it for the first time with his best friend that mm-hmm. he has ADHD. And that was really significant because all this time, he didn't know if he had it. But he shared it with him. And that was really when I realized that, okay, he's got that awareness now and now we can build from here. So that was really exciting. That was a really big milestone, I think, for him. I think so too. And then just to build on that, I remember he told me like, oh, I did it. I took a risk. And we hadn't even really set that goal. We had like Mm -hmm. explored like, hey, let's just kind of leave it in this curious space of option, but Mm -hmm. we hadn't really said it. You know, he still was kind of focused on the academics. And so he comes to the next session. He's like, oh, guess what? And then Mm -hmm. it was just like, oh, no big deal. I found out that actually a few of my friends have some stuff going on in their brains and it's cool. And Mm -hmm. it just took all, I mean, not all of the shame, obviously we kind of Mm -hmm. unravel pieces of our brains as we grow, but it really Mm -hmm. like took the the most painful pieces away. And he was able Mm -hmm. to just kind of be good with himself. And you could Mm -hmm. see it in the way he talked. You could see it in how quickly he was then gathering strategies. And actually there was a turning point probably in November. So we started working together in September, probably end of November where he would say, oh yeah, I'm doing this strategy that was maybe from weeks back. And I also Mm -hmm. added on this little like twist or I've adapted this. And so it was to the point where I was like, wow, he's really built on this self-awareness now where he feels empowered to just kind of playfully test run things. And will this work for me? And because I have this need, can I try this out? I remember sending you a text and like getting teary eyed because it was like, Mm -hmm. you're not going to believe this. It's so powerful when you kind of get out of your own way. Yes, you're right. He had shared with me that his friend had disclosed to him that he also (sighs) thinks he has ADHD as well. And, you know, not feeling judged and feeling like, okay, this person can relate to me in some way also helped I think decrease or reduce that stigma in his own mind because his own father is so reluctant to believe that these challenges are due to ADHD. But definitely having that awareness of what this is and how he's like, okay, yeah, I can totally relate to that. That's right. I do notice that I am missing this quite a bit or that it's really hard to get started on tasks that are not interesting to me. And I can get hyper-focused on this YouTube video and keep going and going and going. So when I got your... Because after you guys would meet, you would send us both an email recapping Mm -hmm. what you guys talked about, what you guys worked on, and insights and reflections. And I would say I saw my son from the inside out, I felt, 
for the first time because he's very private. He's very quiet. He doesn't really share a lot. He shares about things he's interested in, but he doesn't really share about what is in his inner thoughts and what are his challenges and what he's thinking. So like a lot of teenagers, right? Yes, <laughs> right, right. So I read those emails from you and how he was participating in it and learning from it and contributing to it. It blew my mind. I was like, is this my son? Because I just don't see that side of him. And I got to see another part of him that I hadn't seen since he was preteen, like I would say when he was 10, because leading up to the teen years, he became more like a clam. And it was amazing to see that was actually my son that you were referring to in those emails. And it was also reflecting in what I was seeing, because I would see him have his alarm. He would say, no, I can't go with you guys. I can't go and get, you know, Jamba Juice because I've got to go and work on this because I'm going to go visit my friend. He was going to go visit his friend in out of state. His best friend actually is out of state. He was going to go visit him. And he said, I've got to do this at this time. And he had these strategies that he had learned in working with you. And he had these reminders on his cell phone, on the calendar. And I think that that was when we noticed, well, there is a shift here. Because in the past, he would not even have these things on his calendar. He would just say, okay, I'll remember it. I'm fine. But the fact that he actually put it in there and set reminders and alarms was a huge step. I love sending my follow-up emails because I do. I mean, if my clients, especially young adults and teens, have something private that they're working on for a little bit before they want to share with their parents, you know, I do honor that confidentiality, obviously, but Mm -hmm. I'm able to kind of help elevate the perspective for everybody in terms of like taking this like curious perspective from the balcony, like looking in on his brain rather Mm -hmm. than just Mm -hmm. on the behaviors that might be Mm -hmm. frustrating or lagging Mm -hmm. instead thinking like, Oh, here's why. And here's some research and here's somebody else's similar experience and just kind of enriching the discussion so that Mm -hmm. it is empowering and problem solving. Almost like I like to call the detective perspective of like, Mm -hmm. huh, this is what your brain is dishing out. What can we do as members of your team to like figure out this puzzle? And yeah, I, I really in particularly enjoyed writing his because it was such a celebration and such an extension, like an invitation for everybody to kind of get on board with him. And you know, you're sharing that example of when he went out of state to visit friends. I remember, again, mm-hmm. this was one of those moments where I was like, oh, I just need to like get through this computer and high five you, dude. (laughs) He said, oh yeah. So I'm leaving on, I think it was like a Thursday or Friday. So I gave myself the false deadline of Wednesday to have this done. And I plan to work on it Sunday, Monday, Tuesday. Mm -hmm. And he was backwards planning on his own. Yeah. Yeah. He still does that until now. So that was in 2021, the fall of 2021. And this whole year, he has been doing that. He had mentioned because he didn't want to do it last minute or right up, be right on the edge. He wanted to give himself these deadlines that were before the actual deadline. And he would set that up in his calendar and he would finish things before they were even due. That was the first time that we had ever seen that. You know, So he would talk about that in chunking. There was some other terms that he had used. And mm-hmm. when we talked about chunking, he's like, you know, we 
I think he described it as like, you know, like a, there's like so many tasks and then just like, what do you call it? Like dividing it and working it like where it's not too overwhelming, but bite-sized chunks that wouldn't be overwhelming, but that he could make progress on day by day. Mm-hmm. And he had mentioned this backwards, like you had just mentioned the backward planning on his tasks. Until now, he's still using those strategies. And this year, each of his classes were up one grade. So he went to straight A's and that was unbelievable. It exceeded our expectation of him. I wasn't expecting that. And I wasn't you know, saying he had to do that. But it's so interesting because what he did, he did on his own. He didn't need reminders from me. He was just very independent. So that was a very big change because the first year of college, to be honest, I felt like I was nagging him. Like, okay, did you do this? And did you do that? And his facial expression was just had a lack of motivation. But this past year, it was just a different story. And he joined a club at school. So he had a lot more things to balance. So he had his social life, school, and then this one club that he joined at school. And he just really took off on these strategies that he's still continuing to do until now. So I'm really happy to see that they have really stuck. You know, it seems like his just a part of how he does his schoolwork and his exams. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And I can add on to that because eventually, you know, those became so ingrained that we zoomed out together a little bit and in the coaching Mm -hmm. perspective and in our conversation just said, you know, your executive function impacts so much and Mm -hmm. these upcoming demands of college are going to be pretty intense and like very demanding of your executive function. What are Mm -hmm. some areas that you want to branch out and work on and become more independent? And he's like, Mm -hmm. okay, well, I'm going to start going to the grocery store. And so we mapped out the store and then Mm -hmm. he's like, well, you know, I really value eating healthy. And I know that it's harder Mm -hmm. to do when you don't have somebody making your meals. So then he kind of made a bank of healthy meals and sort of like a basics list of things that he'll shop for each week. And Mm -hmm. then he wanted to work on finances and kind of estimate his budget and get some more self-awareness on where his money went. Mm -hmm. And it was just so much more than academics that I think you and I initially said, okay, well, you know, we'll agree that these are our main goals, safety, and then kind of improving the academics. And it really was, he took the lead. It was so cool that he would come and, you know, like I, I always have things prepared and I have activities and sort of things in the toolbox. So it was a good blend of, Hey, I want to teach you something and then let's practice applying it in this more like adventurous. Let's see what else we can do. Like Mm -hmm. where else we can like really blow your mind with a new strategy. And yeah, it was, Oh, it was so rewarding. Mel, I can't, I don't have words for it. I'm trying. (laughs) I didn't know those were in him. I saw his other strengths. These strengths were revealed after working with you. So, and I think also with him is that it's always me saying, why aren't you doing this? Like previously I would say, you know, you're, you're, you've got these grades. I don't understand. Or, you know, you keep losing your wallet. I, I used to think before he had been evaluated, I used to think he was just not motivated and he mm-hmm. was lazy. I hate to say that word, but I just felt like he just didn't care. So 
a lot of times there was bickering. And I think that seeing your emails, the encouragement and the praise, and then the challenges that he's actually having in his brain helped me to see that this isn't because my son is lazy. This isn't because he doesn't care. I just think that there's been a lot of shame on his end. And, you know, my husband and I, we both are saying, you're not reaching your potential. And what's going on? You just don't care. So there were a lot of negative things, I have to be honest, thrown at him and discussions that we had had with him. And praising him was kind of far and few between. And I really regret that now because after learning more about what ADHD is, I realized that he wouldn't choose this. I mean, I have to really support him and we have to learn strategies and learn a different way. You know, now that I've learned this with his work with you and just, we would have the meetings in between your sessions Mm -hmm. with him, we would meet and you really are well in tune with his strengths. And I guess I didn't see those strengths and I'm thankful that I see them now because my relationship with him has changed because I see him in a different way now. And I wish I did sooner, but mm-hmm. I'm thankful that now, especially before he leaves for college, that we've had that opportunity to repair our relationship and, and, and grow our relationship and for me to understand him fully. I agree with you. And I can offer you, you know, like before you know more deeply about executive function, about ADHD, mm-hmm. you're only able to interpret what you see through your own lens and understanding. So, of course, it makes sense that that looked lazy to you because inaction, mm-hmm. you know, can look lazy. So, there's absolutely no shame in terms of where you were. That's where you were. That's where you started. We've all kind of got like, bumps in the road in the past. But Mel, Mm -hmm. I mean, kudos to you for being so open to really just like your son did, grabbing onto this new perspective and saying, oh, okay, Mm -hmm. I'm depersonalizing this for you also. And actually getting on this struggle bus with you, this like, I guess it wasn't a struggle bus, kind of was, but getting on this experience to figure out what works for you rather than Mm -hmm. just kind of being stuck and looking at like, well, what's wrong? What's wrong? What's wrong? Instead, Mm -hmm. you kind of switched to looking for what was right. Mm -hmm. And you're right. That made a huge difference. And actually, I don't know if I messaged you before, and I'm sorry if I forgot to, because there was always so much good to share that I probably forgot. But there were several moments where he had these real powerful reflections on how thankful he is for your support and, you Mm. know, how lucky he is that you're willing to, I mean, at one point you guys sat down and kind of paid bills together so he could go Mm -hmm. through the process and He was just so grateful that he has you as that like launching space. So Mm -hmm. you need to know that too. It wasn't just a one-way street. I mean, and when our kids feel like nobody understands what's going on in their brain, most of the time they don't understand either. And so Mm -hmm. they're kind of questioning, am I lazy? Do I not Mm -hmm. care? And there's this real like, a lot of mental chatter, a lot of cognitive dissonance that's going on that if they didn't care, indeed, if they really didn't care, 
it wouldn't be so painful. So then they're like, well, why does this hurt? So you both were on that path together. And I think to sort of wrap up this conversation and this celebration of your son and all the Mm -hmm. wonderful things, just to kind of give parents a model and hope. I really want to celebrate just how far he came in terms of his college essays because Mm -hmm. he was applying to several colleges and we'll save the big announcement of where he got in because it's so cool. And he actually, in one of his personal essays, wrote about the experience of finding out about ADHD Mm -hmm. and about owning it and about how it really helped him be empowered to learn about his brain and learn about what worked for him. And now he's got all these tools and he's going to be a great student. And it was just such a powerful tribute to mm-hmm. self-acceptance and openness yes. and all the wonderful things that are your son that just all came full circle and so quickly for him. Mm-hmm. And then do you want to tell the listeners where he is transferring to in the fall? Because this is really yeah. cool We just found out recently it was his number one choice. He was just wanting to go there so badly and we wanted it for him as well. And he just put in the work and he just really stuck to those strategies. He was consistent and he just got the news last week that he got accepted to UC Santa Barbara and we're just elated. He's elated and I'm still in shock. I'm still kind of <laughs> numb. It just hasn't really set in yet, but he'll be starting there in the fall. And I couldn't be prouder of him and the work that he's done with you and the work he has just continued to do to be able to go to his dream college. So I really am just extremely, extremely proud of him. And I thank you for all your support and strategies and and helping my son because it really has been tremendous in his journey and the path leading him to so many things, you know, just being able to gain that awareness, to share with friends, to accept what he has and to navigate through all the challenges and to use his strengths to navigate through the challenges to get to his goals and making it to UC Santa Barbara was just really, I mean, just amazing. So amazing to see that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it was almost like the cherry on top, right? Because he had yeah. already gotten into another school and we're just looking at him like, wow, brand new human. Yes. <laughs> this is this is amazing. <laughs> like you went from, yeah. you know, this kid that was kind of like, eh, about right. life and, yes. you know, not great grades, but also mm-hmm. very smart. So, you know, mm-hmm. there's that lingering idea of untapped potential. And I put that in air quotes because there's a whole other podcast on that. But, (laughs) you know, again, this sort of nothing made sense to go from that, the Mm -hmm. kid who would like leave his keys on the seat of the car or, Mm -hmm. you know, have these tickets and Mm -hmm. surprise deadlines and all this kind of stuff to now this like almost self-actualized like young adult doing it and who is seeking opportunities to grow. I mean, you can't ask for a better human. And I thank you, Mel, for your collaboration and just for the opportunity to work with him because he's an incredible individual with so many cool things. And I know we'll stay in touch over the years, even if we're not directly coaching because 
Mm-hmm. Holy smokes. I, I want to see where this story goes. <laughs> <laughs> no, thank you. I mean, we, we work so well as a team and that communication, that check-ins with all of us, the three of us has been really instrumental. And those were so valuable to know what was happening, what's going on. Then I know how to support him here at home and I know what's going on. And that was really valuable because if I hadn't known those things, I, I would be kind of lost. I wouldn't know how to support him. But, you know, I think it took the three of us to work together. So thank you, Sarah. I, oh, I can't tell you how thankful we are to you. Well, so thank you. Back at you, Mel. It has been <laughs> an absolute pleasure. And yeah, I'm just, I'm honored to have you on the show to, to just sort of inspire other parents that like you can go from that hopeless place to feeling like a little bit of hope to seeing some change to, wow, I don't worry as much about my kid. I mean, of course, they're always our babies. So there's Mm going to be that natural piece. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) But you know, you're not worried about his future. You know, he's got it. And you know that when he hits struggle moments, because we all do, He's got the tools and the yes. ingenuity to navigate it. Exactly. Exactly. I agree. Ah, so cool. <laughs> well, Mel, thank you again for being on the show. This was amazing. I feel all warm and fuzzy. <laughs> <laughs> Same here. I enjoyed it. And thank you very much. Hey, everybody. Before you go, I want to tell you about a super exciting group we're starting very, very soon in June 2022. It is an executive function launch group that will empower your junior or senior or maybe even your transferring college student with all of the colleging and adulting strategies that maybe are still in development. We're going to find some ways to fast track, augment, supplement all of those things so that you can, as a parent, send that sweet angel baby away to college and feel like, you know what, they got it. And during those moments when maybe, oh, they don't got it, they've still got a whole toolbox from which to draw. So look on sarahkesty.com. It's right there on the homepage about our launch to college groups, and I cannot wait to see you there. Thank you for listening to the Executive Function Podcast. If you enjoyed today's episode, please head over to sarahkesty.com where you'll find more resources and chances to connect with others. And please remember to like and review the show wherever you listen to this podcast. We're eager to transform the lives of even more families.